Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Every Damn Day. It's Jerry at the Fledge, and I have with me today Lenitra Lachey Davis of Addiction Salon. How are you doing today, oh, Lenitra? Jerry, how are you? I am doing very, very good. Awesome. Um, so it's a rainy, cold, nasty day here in Michigan. As usual. <laughs> Not always. We had some nice days once or twice this summer. Blue moon though, you know? Yeah. It's, it's uh it's gonna get worse and worse, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Yeah. Hey, your uh your audio's breaking up a little bit on me uh since we were practicing. Okay. Can um, you hear me better? I can hear you better. Okay. All right, sorry about that. Um so uh what I was hoping is that you could tell us a little bit about Lenitra and a little bit about Addiction Salon. Absolutely. So a little bit about me is I am a mother of eight. I am newly engaged um, to a wonderful man, Anthony Davis. And um, yeah, I lived here majority of my life in Lansing, Michigan. About six years I spent in Nashville, Tennessee, and I've known that I was gonna do hair since I was probably about four or five years old. I've mm. been doing hair, fucking up some hair, doing some good hair, you know, along the way. But, <laughs> um, I definitely knew that this is where I would be. And um, I'm a poet as well, so I do do poetry. But, I noticed. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> so did you say fucking up some hair? Yeah, yeah. Um, what's what's there, the worst thing you did? <laughs> um, the worst thing I did, or something. I don't know. Um, the worst thing. Hey, Maya. Um, I got a couple of worst, but um, <laughs> I would have to say the worst thing I ever did was to a young lady that is still good friends of mine. <laughs> um, she needed a perm and a color and you're supposed to do them two weeks apart from each other ah i know where and, this is going yeah i didn't wait <laughs> weeks and within about 24 to 48 hours all of her hair fell out and we went bald so the thing though was this was <laughs> this was about a couple decades ago <laughs> and um she loved me enough that we cut our hair bald and she would still be my client to this day. She lives in Tennessee. So <laughs> that that's was the strangest thing. That's a good one. Um, so now I got a little distracted on that. Um, so you said that, were you born in Lansing? I was. I was but you spent house. six years in Nashville. Yeah. Um, did you go to high school in Lansing? I did. I went to Sexton. All right. I'm a Quaker. Yeah. I like, I'm a big red. I need to start asking everyone what high school they went to. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, you're probably way, way younger than me. Yeah. So, um, women don't tell their age, Jerry. Nah, nope. I'm not asking. I'm not asking. But I do tell because, you know, that saying they say black don't crack. So I'm very proud <laughs> of my age. I'm 36. Well, I, I wouldn't have guessed. I'd have guessed uh, a lot younger than that. I was, I was trying to do the math um, with uh, eight kids, too. Oh, uh, yeah. But yeah. maybe you got, yeah. 
I started so, I started pretty young. I had my first one when I was um 16 and he is now 20. Yeah, he's 20. 20? <laughs> yep. So, yeah. yep, I started pretty young. So they range from 20 my oldest up to I have a baby that's um his name is Seven that is not yet one. He'll be one on December 8th. Ah. Nice. Yeah. So uh um are they all well not all of them are in school but How's school going in this uh, age of COVID this year? You know, COVID has really changed some lives. Um, for me, COVID hasn't really done much, but as far as the, the whole school thing goes, not so great. I'm not a yeah. school teacher. That's, you yeah. know, like that's that wasn't my calling. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a struggle. So we're just, yeah. you know. We sailing through. My older kids are doing great, but my younger kids, you know, if I don't get up at eight thirty, it's like, yeah, breakfast, guys. <laughs> <laughs> my wife's a uh, fifth grade teacher at Pattengill. Oh, um, maybe that can come so. over to you guys' house. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. I can't tell you where we live. We live, we live close to addictions, though. Oh, well, soon yeah, as I find out, so. they'll be coming by. So uh, you said something that's amazing to me because uh, not everyone gets to do what they wanted to do when they were a little kid. Like I, I wanted to be a window washer. Like I wanted to go way up on skyscrapers and wash windows. I thought that would have been cool. Um, but you said you always knew you wanted to do hair. I did. Um, that's, that's uh, it's nice that you yeah. get to do that now. I do. Um, I tell people all the time that, it's very important that you live your own dream. Don't live someone else's because you can get lost in someone else's dream. So you have to decide. I knew I was going to do hair. I was doing my own hair before I was a teenager. I was making a lot of mistakes, too, on, on my family. Like um, I had a little cousin. His name is Demetrius. And um, <laughs> I used to practice on him. He's going to kill me. But. He used to let me put a part. He was younger than me. So he was like my <laughs> guinea pig. He would let me put relaxers and texturizers in his hair. And we did it without the permission of anyone. And um, so we would often get in trouble, but we still would do it again. And then um, it got to the point where I wanted to explore everything. So I even shaved my eyebrows off thinking that my mom wouldn't notice. Um, and she did. Um, I cut my own hair in school as a kindergarten. I went to school with hair beads on and I came back with no beads. I had like a little bob. And um, <laughs> again, thinking my mom wouldn't notice. So yeah, I just feel like this, a lot of people don't actually get to fulfill their purpose and know what their calling is, but I did. And so I'm grateful for that. So You, you know, uh, I, when I was watching the businesses start to shut down mm -hmm. and schools were closing and I realized, you know, that, um, a lot of things, a lot of people were going to be hurt and there were going to be a lot of things that were going to have to change. And then I started seeing people like, oh, my salon is, you know, shut down or my barber or whatever. And I'm, I was thinking in my head, bear with me. I'm like, so what, you know, uh, who cares if that, I, I mean, I feel bad for the entrepreneur, but I was, I had this kind of nonchalant attitude towards it. And then I found something out. This yeah. is a lot more than doing someone's hair. Absolutely. Right. This is about 
self-esteem. It's about a therapy session. It's about seeing your friends. I mean, wow. It. So there, people will probably be a little upset, but I've never been really big in the whole COVID thing. Um, I'm a different kind of person, so I believe there was a different agenda with COVID. So I've never been scared. If we gave hugs before COVID, I'm still giving hugs now. Okay. Um, COVID for me, it just, it sent me home when our, when our salon had to close down for that moment. It sent me home so that I could build a better relationship with the children at my house that I barely got to see. I usually would rush in the morning. I'm waking up and I'm running off to work. You know, so when COVID came, it actually gave me a chance to sit at home and get to know my family more. So although I was hurt that I couldn't, you know, still go and make as much money and, and do all the things that I used to do. But it was still that part of me that was like, this is what I have been missing all those years, you know, just being at home with your family. So I felt bad for a lot of the salons. Even now, some salons still haven't even opened back up or they don't have the clientele that can still satisfy them being open, you know, enough to support their bills and things like that. So I do feel bad for them. But as soon as we were able to open, it was like it was like we never closed, yeah. you know. So definitely we are therapists. All of our clients are more than just our clients. We don't look at everyone when they walk in the door as a revenue increase we look at when they walk in the door they ain't going nowhere else because they're gonna fall in love here like we love our clients they're our friends you know so definitely and we're all about boosting up esteem here so when you walk in one way i promise you you're leaving an entirely different way if you just had went through a heartbreak baby we sending you out the door you you already on a mission you don't you don't forgot about him you under something else so you know, we kind of look at ourselves a little bit different. We're a, a salon of individuals that look at each other like family. We're not just a bunch of people that, you know, just work and don't care. We all care. So you uh, I just had an epiphany here talking to you. Mm -hmm. um, I, I've been talking with the guy out at the Meridian Mall, the high caliber carding. They do go karting. Uh -huh. You might not know. Um, I don't know if you've heard of them or whatever, but we talk about the way the economy behaves right now and how it's turning into an exper experience economy. People want to do things. They don't just want to buy stuff. Mm -hmm. And that could be going to, you know, his place or getting their hair cut or, or their mm -hmm. hair done. But he also was talking about a transformation economy mm -hmm. where people want to be transformed. And it just hit me. You're already doing that. That already exists. Absolutely. Because a lot of times people are living, like I said about your dreams, people are living through somebody else. So every day they're getting up to help fulfill somebody else's dream. You know, so they're not who they are. They're dressing in a way that they feel like is comfortable for society. They're wearing their hair in a way they feel like is comfortable for society. They're talking in a way they feel like is comfortable for society when in reality is nobody matters nobody matters you have to be happy and comfortable with you that means if you want to wear crop tops i wear crop tops all the time like almost every day and <laughs> <laughs> it's like but i can i can do that because i'm me and if you judge me in a certain way you have to first he without hint sin cast the first stone you can't judge me you gotta first judge you when you wake up in the morning you judge you let let god judge me so a lot of times people, they're unhappy with themselves. So they adapt to society. I'm not adapting. So 
I'm living how I want to live. And if you love me, you're going to follow suit. You don't have to live like me because I'm going to love you regardless. But you're going to accept me the way that I am. And that's what we're about to at the salon. Everybody is so different, so different. But I embrace that. You should be who you are. And don't let anyone make you feel bad for who you are or being who you are. As long as you're a great person, nothing else matters. Well, I think you're a great person. And I... Today's not the first time we've talked. We've got to know each other over the last eight weeks. Mm -hmm. And um, I'll mention it first. You're going to graduate tonight from the one and all program. I sure uh, am. In the first cohort. And mm -hmm. it has been an absolute pleasure getting to know you, mm -hmm. uh, seeing your smile every single time, seeing you come to the check-in meetings, always <laughs> hustling. So you'd be working or doing something to somebody's hair or cleaning the shop while you were checking in and you were always hustling. Um, so it has, it's been great. I do appreciate the one in our program, um, working with Miss Fonda, who is my mentor and she has adopted me as a glam daughter at this point. Like I absolutely <laughs> love her. Okay. Um, it's been a complete pleasure even getting to know the rest of the cohort. Like, um, everybody is so different. And these are people that I would have never met without the program. Also, yeah. I got to give a big shout out to Diamond Brown, who actually told me about the program. And I hope that she's in the second round of cohorts. She is amazing. She does. Yeah, I, yep. I, uh, I hope so too. I know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, uh, I forgot that I had comments over to the right and I talked mm -hmm. to Fonda earlier and mm -hmm. she, she, uh, she told me that she might be missing it cause she has something sad going on and all of yeah. that. Um, but of course she's here because she's the biggest fan of all of us. She is the Absolutely. biggest supporter. So we're both going to say hi Fonda. Um, hey Fonda. Hey and mama. She says, uh, that, uh, well, she said a bunch of things, um, including great response, Lenitra, but I don't know what we were talking about at the time. Oh, it gave you time to be a mommy. She said yes. that. Um, but also, uh, she said, we love being an addictions client. The experience is everything. So, <laughs> you know, there's the answer to, well, we'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> One and all was great. What's something, uh, what's something you do every damn day? Every damn day that gets your mission going, that gets my mission going or something is I do. I pray. I am a prayer. I pray about everything that I do good or bad. I pray about it. So every damn day I pray and I love on my family. Like when I wake up in the morning, my house gets kisses. <laughs> my soon to be husband is kisses. Like there's so much love in my house. That's important to me. So every damn day before I start my day, that's what I do. I make sure that everybody in my ad at my address knows that I love them before I leave. That that's amazing. And I, I love how that ties into the, you know, kind of getting sent home during mm -hmm. COVID and what <laughs> you were able to take advantage of and all of that. That's yeah. uh, I do think there were a lot of good things. Um, you and I talked about uh, being Christian. A mm -hmm. little bit before we got on here, we and did. We got some. We I'm not Christian. Um, we didn't talk about that. Sorry, um, but 
we got some some similar views. Um, like I'm not a, a, a anti-Christian either. Uh, <laughs> so I just I like a lot of different religions and a lot of different things. Um, There's so, actually some validity in a lot of different religions. So. I don't believe that there's only one religion that gets the green light. I believe there is multiple. So I I don't condemn anyone for what their religious beliefs are because a lot of times you grow up into a belief. But I will say this, Christians are probably, I'm not, I'm not gonna say Christians, I'll take that back because then that opens up a door to a whole nother thing. I'm gonna say a lot of these, I'm gonna say so-called Christians because everybody claims that they're religious and a lot of people spend every Sunday in church, but they have so much hate in their heart that it's like you, you're wasting your 24 hours. You're spending it incorrectly, you know? So if you do consider yourself to be a person of the Lord or just a person that loves people, but then you waste so much time and energy hating or disliking certain things, even condemning other people, you wasted your time. And I don't believe that the Lord is going to say, Oh, well, because you were, Islam or because you were this, you don't, you don't get to make it through the gate. I, I just, I, I don't believe that. I believe that if, if he is exactly who we say he is and he loves everybody and he wants you to love your neighbor, he wants me to love my neighbor. And he's not going to say, Oh, well, Lanitra, you know what, you know, they were this or they were that. And you know, so they're not going to make it, you know what, because I do believe that I hope we all get to get there, but I do believe that I secured my spot. <laughs> and if I did, just know if you don't like me, he not creating a whole separate space for you. He's gonna be like, oh, Lenitra, where you wanna go? I'm gonna be like everywhere. So, you know, I just, I do believe that a lot of people put too much emphasis on, on their beliefs. Just be a good person. It, it doesn't cost anything. Yeah, that's, uh, people hide be behind some label, you know, whether mm -hmm. it's Christianity or whatever. And, kind of like use it to, I don't know, uh, treat everyone bad and to exclude and to be mean and mm -hmm. to, you know, say, you know. They're some of the most meanest people I know. I it, ain't gonna lie. No. <laughs> yeah, it's so annoying. It's so annoying. Um, well, for, uh, for me, um, I, was, I was brought up Baptist. I was brought up in a, a very religious Christian um, household, family. Um, it started out that way. And then once I got older and started meeting people, I just couldn't really put my finger on. There's only one right way. I don't agree with that. Yeah. There's more than one right way. Like they say, there's several ways to skin a cat, all that. It's several ways to get to God. I just don't believe that, you know, if I worship a different God than what you worship, am I not as good as you? Or if somebody's going to be wrong on judgment day, somebody's going to be wrong. You know, my, uh, my wife in the fifth grade class she has, she has 27 students and three of them are uh, Muslim. And mm -hmm. it's the highest number that she's had so far. But mm -hmm. we're, we're really happy with that because we like to see religious diversity. Absolutely. Uh, it strengthens the community. Mm -hmm. um, so like the fledge. When I first put up to the fledge, I was like, where am I going? But I knew what I was going for. So the building didn't matter to me, you know? So um, I will say a lot of times, yeah, people do use 
the word Christianity to hide behind their actions. Just be a good person. That's it. I, I find it too. We, we love that you, uh, you wake up with love and you wake up with that gratitude. And I think that, you know, you could be, you know, just by yourself on an Island and treat the animals and the plants and everything right. And still <laughs> be that good person, that decent human being, never heard of any other religion and still be on the right side of God or whomever you want to say. I am. Right? You know why? I know this is a this is a transparent moment. And so a, a lot of people don't know. A lot of people sometimes don't know where you come from. So for that reason, like sometimes I don't talk a lot. Sometimes I do talk a lot, but I do watch. I observe everything. So a lot of people wouldn't know, you know, that I, I was raised by my mom in a single parent household or they wouldn't know that, you know what I'm saying? Um, I had to endure a lot of things that other children maybe hadn't, you know, at a young age. I've slept outside, you know, maybe not having anywhere to go at the present moment. I was fast. I did all those things. You know, I started. Um, having a family at a very young age. I got married when I was 18, my first marriage, when I was 18 years old. And I had um, a total of four children before me and Anthony started dating. And then I had another four, you know, so it's people are always going to judge you. I've danced. Um, I've done a lot of things that maybe someone else in their life wouldn't even be able to bounce back from. But that is why I treat people the way that I do. You never know where someone came from yeah. and you never know what the way that you treat them can make them go. Yeah. I've been blessed to have really great people in my life and they've been unexpected people. And that's something I've always prayed about. Um, Lord, send people to me. I never wanted to look for anybody. I've never put out a help wanted. We're hiring sign at the salon. You know what I did? I asked the Lord. I said, Lord, if they're supposed to be here, send them. I don't care who they are. If they're supposed to be here, send them. That that happens to us a lot. We call it serendipity. Mm -hmm. It kind of shows up and, you know, and it, sometimes it's not what we expected, not what we thought we wanted. Yeah. It's something completely different. I think a lot of times I'm not what people expect either. I think <laughs> I'm not the person they thought would be on the other end of the phone. But, um, yeah, like, it's life. And I love it. I love every moment. Good I, I wasn't sure where we were going to go with the interview, um, but I knew we were going to have fun. <laughs> and, uh, it, it felt like, uh, you know, two nights ago you were here for the first time, right? Yep. Um, and it felt like we knew each other because of the eight weeks that we've, you know, I've been watching and all <laughs> of that. Um, so, yeah. So yesterday I had uh, Reese Felsing on the show. Mm -hmm. He's an attorney. And okay. he has a question for you and you're going to have a question for the person for tomorrow. Okay. Um, and his question for you is what does your brand mean to you? What did, what is addiction salons? What's the story? What's the brand? What are you? Um, yeah. Where'd that come from? Okay. So addictions for me meant a lot. So I went to cosmetology school twice. Um, I, been doing hair since I was about 12 years old. Um, then I stopped. I got a really great job at Mipsers, Michigan Public School Retirement System. Stayed there for years. And then I went back to doing hair. I went to school the first time through Harry Hill. Then 
I stopped doing hair again. Then I went to Douglas J and then opened a salon. But along the way is when I first met Miss Fonda. And um, I always said that if I had a salon, I would name it Addictions. And I would name it Addictions with an X purposely, not to be confused, but because beautifying yourself and feeling great about who you are is an addiction. And if it's not an addiction for you, it should be because that is where everything stems from. If you don't look good, you don't feel good. So that was why I called it an addiction. Um, the other thing is when people want to get their self made up and beautiful, they don't care what's do. You can have a, you can have your car no do. You can have your rent do. They're going to be like, listen, I'm sure if I call them, they'll be able to work something out, but I got to get my hair done. So that's why I called it addiction. So can I call you and work something out and pay you? No. Without? So what I was saying was yeah. they call their bills. And no. <laughs> no, I got you. But that's why I named it addiction though. Cause I, it to me is more than just doing hair and just doing, you know, your face and your nails. It's bigger than that. Yeah. Um, what would you say to like, a, let's say some punk rock kid that walks around in their, you know, torn leather jacket and torn jeans and torn boots? What would I say to them? Yeah. Live their I mean, best life. Live no, I mean, huh? do they need to come to a salon? Do they need to get a makeover? Because they might say the opposite is what I'm trying to say. You know what? Um, I probably wouldn't because I like, remember I was saying, I like people to be who they are. So mm -hmm. I don't ever want to impose on anybody. And if that's what you like, love what you like and maximize it, do it to the best of your ability. So if maybe let's say they're punk rock and don't know how to color their hair, come to me and I can, I can make that hair pop, <laughs> you know? So yeah, I'll tell them live their best life, rock it out. I was actually trying to make sure that nobody on that side didn't understand you know, when they put a, or they change the color of their hair, it's uh -huh. the same thing. If they find that little patch, that's just yeah. right. It's the same <laughs> thing. So we all are trying to do it yeah. at some level. Um, even I had to pick my shirt today. It's, I always wear an entrepreneur's shirt. So I have a uh -huh. uh, fugly McGillicuddy. Uh -huh. um, it's one of my guys I went to high school with had a, <laughs> a fashion brand in Lansing at the runway. So That's dope. I never heard of that. I might have to get that. Yeah, it's uh it's a good one. Um tomorrow is a guy, his name is David Silva Smith. Okay. Um he is an angel investor. He is a good friend of mine. We go back a long time and he's one of my uh uh partners in what we call the pledge fund. Mm -hmm. Um he what question did I pass on to him from you? Um, so as being an angel investor, do, what do they expect from the community? What do they expect to get back? Cause being an angel investor, I'm sure that he would expect some sort of return possibly at some point. So what do they expect to get back? Okay. So I'm going to ask him that question tomorrow. Now I got to figure out how to ask you that same question. What? When, when you invest in the community, because I know that you do in a lot of different ways, um, what do you expect to get back? Honestly, I don't expect to get back nothing. Um, what I will share with you is I am a really, really blessed 
individual. And um, it goes back to my prayer life. I pray about everything. So me, my family, our salon, they've kind of even all got in on it too. Like we we all do it. And, and we don't do things with the expectation that you have to do something back for us. We do it because it's what you should do. You know, we, we do a lot of volunteer things. We um, always do the children, the kids connect. I also do the it's a breast thing. So I um, do the photo shoots, the hair and the makeup and the nails of the breast cancer survivors. And we do it all with the expectation of nothing, but expecting a blessing from him. I don't look at other people and expect anything back. You have to actually walk through life with the expectation. What if nobody did nothing for you? You got to go out there and get it yourself. So... Yeah. I I love the way you think. I love the habits that you have. It's been such a pleasure. And I'm probably going to repeat this again to you tonight at some point, but it's, it really has, again, been a pleasure to have you in one and all and to meet you. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to, I'm going to talk a little bit about some things I have to talk about with the fledge for a okay. second. Um, and uh, then I'm going to come back and ask you something. Okay. One more thing. So please subscribe to the Fledges YouTube channel. Uh, tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. We have 99 problems, but a pitch ain't one. We cleaned up the intro so we don't swear no more. So hope that's not too boring. <laughs> um, every damn day, every damn day uh, airs at 2 p.m. And 10,000 Fledges airs every Tuesday at 3. So check out our YouTube. Learn some stuff about us. But more importantly, learn stuff about people like Lenitra here. So what you want to take us out with? Some great advice, a rap song, deuces, anything mm. you want. I'm going to I'm gonna take us out with, it has been my pleasure too as well, Jerry. You are an awesome person. I'm glad that I got to meet you. Um, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take us out with, I just want to charge everybody everybody who's watching right now and I want to charge them to be better than you were yesterday. Don't compete with people. When you start competing with people, you lose. Be better than yourself. There's no competition out here. Love each other. Life is in promise. And I'm going to end it with, I want to cuss. I'm not going to cuss, but I'm going to say the hell with COVID. And I hope after election, all this is over with because I can't take it no more. I, I understand your uh, desire to want it to be done. So, <laughs> I hope we all stay safe. Um, I love the advice that you just gave. I can't, I mean, just listening to you made me better already. So <laughs> the advice itself made it awesome. Uh, so have a great day, everyone. Have, have a great, a great day, guys.